podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of this Nomads Podcast. Firstly, shout out to those who listened to the previous week's episodes. Let's talk about vaccines. That was episode 187. Very important episode. Obviously, we're still in a panoramic and we're dealing with all types of madness. But the vaccines have started to be rolled out for the four most vulnerable groups. There's currently three vaccines that have been mandated in the UK. There's various vaccines across the world. So I thought it'd be good to talk on how these vaccines work the different types, um, how they are stored, um, and all information regarding those. There's been a lot of misinformation from WhatsApp groups to conspiracy theorists on to people talking jazz on Clubhouse. So I thought we give to good as it will be good to give as much information as possible. I also wanted to discuss the numbers around coronavirus and of course the vaccine. And some good news. Um, early evidence is suggesting that people who have tested positive for coronavirus do have vaccine-like protection up to 94% against symptomatic um, coronavirus, so you're you're going to be you're going to be very unlikely to be get to become severely ill for at least five months. So this is very similar to most of the vaccines so far. So that's some good news. But obviously, again, like with the current vaccine, we don't know if that prevents you actually getting the virus, not getting ill, but you could pass it on to somebody else. So that's the current gist so far. This week's episode, I'm going to be looking at a topic a bit left field. Smoking. Many people smoke or have smokes. There's all different types of things that people smoke. And I just remember just back in the days when people actually used to smoke just anywhere. Like people will smoke in the office, people smoke in pubs, restaurants, where, where, wherever have you may. So I thought it'd be good to take a look at the history of smoking and I know we also have a little discussion on shisha as well, because I've already addressed cannabis in a previous podcast. So that's how today's podcast is going to go. And also next week's podcast, spoiler alert, I'm going to be joined by my boy again, Dr. Leroy. He's a doctor, obviously, of course, has worked in it with NHS before. And we're going to be talking about COVID from a more health um, standpoint. So any questions, please fire away. You can tweet them to me at underscore nomics on Twitter, or you could DM them to me at Dysonomics Pod on Instagram or email hello at Dysonomics.com. And you can also DM them to me on Twitter because my DMs are open, but don't send me no dickhead mixtapes. I hate people do that. You just get blocked. But yeah, this week's episode, we talk is smoking. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Hello, welcome back. This week we're talking about smoking. Is smoking really out of here? So um, I hope most people know what smoking is when I'm referring to smoking, I'm referring to people smoking tobacco, people smoking cigarettes. And I remember when I was young, it was kind of cool to smoke. So I am currently 31. So when I was like in like maybe year nine, people are starting to approach the age where it's legal to purchase cigarettes and smoke cigarettes. However, of course, naturally kids were smoking cigarettes before their legal age. And kind of and maybe just due to the fact that you've seen adults smoke here and seen it in the films and TV, and it was outlawed, it was kind of cool to kind of smoke, but I don't really get that impression as of now. So I thought it'd be good to look into the history and look into the current statistics. So smoking, 
because those listening now, you you probably don't see people smoke as much. You probably see them maybe smoke outside or in the comfort of their own homes potentially. But and that's because smoking was prohibited in within all enclosed workplaces as of July first, twenty two thousand seven. This was due to the Health Act in two thousand six, which which of course legislated for this. Advertisers have already been kicked out of here in England. For example, you couldn't advertise um, cigarettes, I think from 1965. So many, many decades ago in England. And then it was, there was a complete ban on all types of advertisement for tobacco in 2005. Like before, I'm not sure if any of my listeners are old enough to remember, like smoking cigarettes actually had all types of packaging. Whereas now you have to slap smoking kills on top of the packaging. Like, they really, really have done a number on how smoking is advertised and marketed in this country for obviously public health reasons. In November 2004, a public health white paper pressured smoking ban in almost all workplaces in England and Wales. They suggested the restrictions should be phased in with a ban on smoking in NHS and government initially. So they wanted to ban smoking in NHS buildings and hospitals and the government buildings by 2006. And then for the rest of and then enclosed public spaces by 2007, and then phase it slowly but surely, get rid of smoking in all pubs and bars and restaurants by the end of 2008. Naturally, there's going to be a lot of pushback on this for obviously civil liberty reasons, not probably just a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for, vested interest, people who like to smoke, for example. So lots of debate was centered around this, obviously in parliament, of course, in just common life as well. But eventually they agreed that all workplaces, including restaurants and pubs and food, will have to comply by summer 2007, getting rid of smoking in these environments. Of course, this was met with a lot of resistance, with lots of MPs threatening to overturn the bill, which of course eventually went through. Many reps of licensed trade told the government that only a total ban will work, and over 90 MPs signed a motion demanding this, with over 100 signing a petition for a free vote on the issue. It was reported on the 24th of November that Chief Medical Officer Liam Donaldson nearly quit over a partial ban, but decided to stay to champion a total ban. So this is what, like, that's the level of pressure they put on to put a total ban. However, there's, there are exemptions to this rule, as, as with most rules. Uh, in designated hotel rooms, you can smoke. In designated rooms in nursing homes, you can smoke. In designated rooms in prison, you can smoke. In designated rooms in offshore oil rigs, you can smoke. In designated rooms in mental health units, until, to, until the 1st of July 28, 2008, you can smoke and specialist tobacconists in relation to sampling cigars and pipe tobacco. So there was a lot of pushback, but eventually for the betterment of people, um, and, it, and it was only natural, like if you're banning the advertisement of smoking, this was always gonna happen. So eventually smoking was outlawed in public spaces. That's why many of you younger people today, you're fortunate enough to be able to go to a young sexy fish and not have to smell people's tobacco over your food. Do you know what I mean? It's not really the greatest of environments for me personally, because I've never been a smoker. Now, if we look at the, the statistics around smoking, so quickly think about how many adults out of 10 you would say you reckon are current smokers. So I want you to pick a number. And if before I looked at the data, I probably would have said around four out of 10, I would have guessed are current smokers. And I was surprised that it was significantly lower. So 14.9% of adults as of 2018, according to an NHS paper, are current smokers in the UK, compared to 15.5% two years earlier in 2016 and 19.8% in 2011. So in 2011, one in five adults were smokers, and this has obviously dropped significantly. So this has dropped 
by six by about 1.6 million in about eight years so we've seen a lot of progress in terms of less and less people smoking obviously the act came in in 2006 and we were starting to see the impacts and how it's changed society culturally especially with increased knowledge on health and well-being and increased um what's it called impetus on personal fitness and all those things there so this is very different because in that in like the year 2000 approximately 26.8 percent of adults age 16 plus were smokers which is an absolute crazy metric now another question for you people who do you think is more likely to smoke when you compare men and women so take a quick think take a quick guess and take a quick guess of the percentages so if you'd have asked me i probably would have said again like four out of ten men smoke and maybe two out of ten women smoke and i would have been extremely wrong on both counts so 17 percent of men um, are current smokers compared to 13 percent of women so there's a four percent difference so men are more likely to be smokers than women men just tend to make worse decisions than women in general hence why women live longer than men in every single country that records mortality data in the world now if we look at ethnicity um white brits are more likely to be smokers than ethnic minorities so white brits are by far the most likely well mixed mixed um brits are the biggest group so that, uh, over 20 percent of mixed people are likely to smoke compared to around 15 percent for whites um just over 10 percent for black just under 10 percent for asian and a bit lower for chinese so um whites brits are are significantly the most likely to be smokers in united kingdom and i pretty much see this in my day-to-day -day life when i meet black people that actually smoke cigarettes i'm super duper shocked i'm like rah that's been nuts in terms of um likelihood of being a current smoker is actually highest in young age groups so 25 to 34 that's the age range that are most likely to be current smokers so 20 percent of that age group um are likely to be smokers and 65 plus are the least likely eight percent naturally the older you get the more health um complications you have so that does not surprise me whatsoever but if we look at the groups where smoking has fallen the largest from 2011 to 2018 that is actually in young people so from ages 18 to 24 26% of of people aged 18 to 24 smoked in 2011 this has dropped 8% to 18% in 2018 so we're seeing a quite large drop and if you're looking at the data um, the younger age groups are the ones that have shown the largest drop in smoking so it was 18 to 24 had the largest drop then 20 35 to 44 then 25 to 34. married adults were less likely to be to be current smokers compared to people who are single or people who are cohabiting so 10 percent of married adults uh, are current smokers compared to 22 percent of those who are cohabiting adults classified as routine and manual workers were most likely to be current smokers so 26 percent of those and managerial and professional occupations were less likely 10%. So the more professional you are, the less likely you are to be a smoker. And then again, your working environment does play a big part in this because obviously certain manual and certain manual routine jobs, you're, you're, you might be more likely to be outside. So you have more scoped smoke. I remember when I first started one of my jobs in 2013, there was a group of, um, obviously this is in a professional industry, 
and we're working the finals. So like a group of five that will literally go for a smoking break twice an hour. I was like, raw, you don't love a young tobacco, you know? Crazy. Killing my people. The more educated you are, the less likely you are to be a current smoker, which isn't the biggest shock to me. 8% of degree holders were current were current smokers compared to 28% that were had no formal qualifications. So if you look at the level of qualification, so you go from degree equivalent, then higher education, then GC, A-level equivalent, GCSC, grades A to C, or equivalent, other qualifications, and then no qualifications. Literally, as you go down the qualification list, the more and more likely you are to smoke. Now, if we look at employment status, this may be the largest single risk factor to being a current smoker. So 29% of unemployed adults were current smokers compared to 15% of employed adults, which doesn't also surprise me as well. So you're seeing certain things. So if, so ages 25 to 34, no qualifications, um, single or prohibiting, unemployed, white British, they're probably, that's the demographic that's going to be the most likely to be a current smoker. And I'll say, yeah, yeah, that's that's the most. I was going to try to do the reverse, but it's too complex. <laughs> now, if we look at the UK in terms of numbers compared to everybody else, the daily smoker level of of 16% reported for the UK 2016 was 2% points lower than the OECD average of 80%. Greece reported the highest, the highest daily smoker level with 27%, so more than one in four people currently smoke on a daily basis in Greece. No wonder the economy is in tatters. Mexico, Iceland, Sweden, and USA reported daily smoking levels of less than 12%. So, some of the countries that are higher than the UK in terms of daily smoking, Portugal, Denmark, Korea, Finland, Japan, Czech Republic. So these are countries that are still below the OECD average. And then above, above the OECD average, Slovenia, Belgium, Holland, Ireland, Israel, Italy, Switzerland, Germany, Estonia, France, Poland, Slo- Slovak Republic, Spain, Latvia, Austria, Hungary, Turkey, then Greece, number one. Now, if we're looking at e-cigarettes, so all, I think it's those of them vapings, adults aged 25 and 34 and 35 to 49 were, were the most likely to use e-cigarettes, 8% and 7% respectively. Adults aged 60 and above were the least likely, 3%. So adults aged in that range were... 8% of them will, will smoke cigarettes and 3% will smoke e-cigarettes. So that age group are very much non-smokers. The most common reason for e-cigarette users gave was used to aid themselves into quit smoking. So just on the half, 40% of them. So one in two people who use e-cigarettes were saying, yeah, I'm just using this as a, as a gateway to quit smoking. The next most common reason was that they perceived it to be a less harmful than cigarettes, so 30%. So just under one in three was like, yeah, I get the same vibe, but this is not as harmful as smoking um, cigarettes. And very random, but just under 11% of pregnant women were known to be known to be smokers at the time of delivery in 2017-2018. A similar level was recorded a year before, but this is down from this is down 5% from 16% in 2006-2007. The current national ambition is to achieve a level of 6% or less in 2022. I find it crazy that one in two pregnant women are currently smokers. Like, I really, really wish that goes all the way down because, of course, that's, of course, a risk to yourself and your baby. Now, quick shout out for Shisha. Um, Me, I bought a Shisha pipe. 
to host my friends and I smash it within 24 hours. I've worked on Shisha three times. I'm not the biggest fan of Shisha, but Shisha lounges are, I think, probably one of the best vibes. So shout out to people, Shisha lounges and all those things there. But I thought I'd look at a quick date on Shisha to see how many people use in the UK. So the main source of data on adult water pipe use is Britain's ASH smoke-free GB survey. So between 2012 and 2016, this annual cross-sectional survey obtained data on the water pipe use in 12 to 15,000 adults. They looked at people who've ever used water pipes and people who use water pipes at least once in a lifetime increased very slightly during this period from 11% to 12.9%. However, current water pipe use defined as once or twice a month remained around 1%. So what we're seeing, we're looking at data across this like four year period, people that have, this is like the first time they've tried Shisha has slightly gone up. The, the trend is going up as, but gradually not like a massive increase. In terms of people that, do it on a regular basis. The numbers has remained pretty consistent. Uh, one year will be 0.8%, and next year will be 1%, then it'll be 0.9%. Or, do you know what I mean? So it's, it was very, very within that range. Um, this is probably due to the fact that people who tend to engage with this, from what I see, maybe this is London or bias, tend to be more ethnic minorities. So you're more um, Middle Eastern, North African, um, and then obviously black ethnic minorities as well. And it's quite a relatively new phenomenon in the UK and from the data you can clearly see it's way more prevalent in the 18 to 24 and 25 to 34 age group we're more likely to go out and socialise go out to these lounges and stuff like that it's a bit cool for our age ranges so yeah so that's the that's the numbers when it comes to smoking in terms of shisha e-cigarettes and just typical tobacco um, I've hoped you've gained some information of this hopefully less and less of you are smoking because they're not good for you and yeah until next week peace and blessings Podcast Network.